0: Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you girlfriend to girlfriend style on how to create a happy life. From motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners. Welcome back to another thought-provoking episode of Class with a Little Sass. I am your host, Carrie Millspaw, and today we're diving into a topic that touches all of us in some way insecurity. I'm going to explore the signs of insecurity, its impact on our lives, relationships, and personal growth, and most importantly, whether it's possible to even learn and evolve towards greater inner security. So grab your favorite beverage, find a cozy spot, and let's get started. So where does insecurity even come from? You know, are we born with it? Are there people that just never have insecurities. There's those people we know, right? That just nothing touches them. They are so solid in who they are. They they just seem to be born secure. Well, I have a little 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 inside secret, y'all. They're just better at hiding it because we all have it to an extent. We all have it. We just don't show it, especially on social media. We're just showing a little drop, a 2% peek into our lives, you're not seeing the other 98% of the freaking out, the unveiling, the insecure thoughts, talk, self-talk, all the things, all the things. So let's kind of take a deep dive into this. Now first of all, there are different types of insecurity. You can be really confident in one area of your life and super insecure in another. And vice versa, you know, just whatever that looks like. It's different for all of us, but we all have some type of insecurity somewhere in our life. It would be impossible not to. I mean, are you even human? <laughs> you know, to an extent, are you even human? I think even people that are super brave are just faking it, you know, the fake it till you make it kind of mindset. So, what are the types of insecurity? There's relationship insecurity where you're unwilling to become vulnerable and trust others. Maybe you keep people at arm's length because you've been burned so many times. I can be that way. I have a very small trust circle. And if I've ever shared my <clears throat> my own heart with you and my own vulnerable side with you, you're most likely in that, that secure circle, that inner circle. Uh, I keep it small for those reasons. I have. I believe trust is something you earn, something that you don't just hand out to everybody. There could be social insecurity lack of confidence in your own ability to succeed in social settings. That could also maybe be related a little bit to being an introvert. So for example, if you've got a networking event coming up and you're like, oh my Lord, what am I gonna say? I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna say the wrong thing. I don't even know how to start a conversation. This is so awkward for me. And you'll talk yourself right out of going. So that's again, a social insecurity. If you have confidence that you're going to walk in a room connect make a friend do whatever you need to do and leave you know I can be very driven in that perspective go make a friend leave Um, and it just depends on what your outcome that your desired outcome is in that situation I'm an introvert I don't enjoy networking but I'm not insecure about it there's a difference I don't find it fun (laughs) I'm just being blunt. It's like, oh, do I have to? But if I'm going to meet someone in particular that maybe is going to connect, maybe wants to be interviewed on my podcast, someone that wants to do a business venture together, someone that's going to, you know, be a part of my new social circle of, you know, when when we move to Traverse City, then I'm going to want to connect to that person, make new friends, that sort of thing. There's got to be a purpose behind it. I don't just like to go out just to go out. So, but I don't have the social insecurity. Maybe that is your angle where you lack that confidence to just talk to a stranger. You look at the ground, you're avoiding eye contact, you know, that's an insecurity. Um, Another type of insecurity is body image insecurity. Um, One that um, can't really... You know just think about your your physical appearance you're insecure about your your weight or your legs or your arms or your shoulders and i'm going to totally pick on my baby girl right now she doesn't like her shoulders she is perfect she's five seven thin perfect shape perfect face very photogenic of course i'm a little biased because she's my offspring but she doesn't like her shoulders what what she's like oh they're just too too broad too masculine okay <laughs> you've broad shoulders and you hold your head back and you hold them you hold yourself high and mighty girl that's all i can say so everyone's got their thing that they're a little hung up on i think we're all a little bit a little insecure when we we're at the beach or the pool and it's like oh i gotta take off my my bathing suit cover up and get in the water can i just keep it on please it's a pretty dress can i keep it on i've always felt that way no matter what size i am i'm like eh. You know, even at my best shape ever, where I, I look back and go, why was I insecure about showing myself in a bikini? I would kill for that body again, you know? So I think there's just we've all have that. It's picking it apart. What is it? Is your smile? Is it your eyes? Is it your hair? Is it um your legs? You don't want them to be seen? Is it, you know, again, like my daughter and her shoulders. It could be lots of things and and that's another type of insecurity could be the most prominent businesswoman on the planet looking in the camera every day sharing your utmost confidence and reporting whatever you do whether you're a news anchor or you're in the media or you're doing a podcast or a video whatever that looks like you put yourself out there even on social media but as soon as it's time to go to the pool and you have to wear a bathing suit it's like oh do i have to please don't invite me so there's that then there's job insecurity that's the type of insecurity um having that overwhelming doubt confusion uncertainty about your own job whatever role you're in do you always feel like i'm never going to hit their expectations i'm always going to fall short what does that look like i'm gonna fall short i just know it Um, or even though I put in so many extra hours for this presentation, I still feel like it's going to screw, I'm going to screw it up or something's going to happen. It's never going to be good enough. Or you don't even put yourself out there. Are you that person in the meeting that never speaks up or adds any ideas, even though you have great ones and girl, I'm going to tell you, if you start to feel your words get stuck in your throat, I had I went through a leadership boot camp and they taught us this. When you feel the words, the idea first starts a form of thought and you're like, "Oh, I could totally add to this conversation." And then you talk yourself out of it. Doesn't that suck? And you're like, "Why did I do that?" But if you feel those words literally stuck in your throat, you can feel it like I'm going to say it, push yourself, close your eyes and just start to talk. Just do it. The more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, it's that first step of courage that creates confidence, and then you're like, "See, that wasn't so bad. No one shot me down. They actually appreciated my idea, or they took it into a consider, consider consider consider. Forget it. I'm going to try. <laughs> They're going to consider it. <laughs> um, and and then there's that confidence. It's like, okay, I can use my own voice in a meeting. I'm good. That didn't. No one died. and then you keep taking that step forward and going further and further with confidence so there's the another type of insecurity which is your basic need insecurity Um, overwhelming uncertainty about food housing and health that could be a big one so as you can see there's lots of different types of insecurities so instead of labeling yourself i'm insecure maybe you're insecure about X, Y, Z, whatever that looks like. And doesn't that feel better, girls, if you just embrace this section of your life that you're a little more insecure about versus <clears throat> going into, you know, I'm just a secure person or insecure, trying to fit into one or the other box. I think we all have levels of insecurity and I I hope that makes you feel a little more connected today with all your sisters out there. Cause we're all alike. um, there's something about when we're vulnerable and share that with each other, how we just lean in and, and love each other more. That vulnerability creates connection. And you're like, it's okay. I, I, I might not relate to your type of insecurity. Maybe I don't have job insecurity, but I have body image insecurity. So I, I feel your pain sister. And that is where we get to all connect and lift each other up, relate and so on. It doesn't have to be um, something to be ashamed of. Now, we're not really sure where it comes from. So that's something to go a little bit deeper. Insecurity may stem from like a traumatic event. Maybe when you took that bathing suit cover up off, your spouse at the time said, oh Lord, someone needs to go to the gym. Or eh, I can't believe you chose that suit. That's not the best suit for you. Or someone made a comment that stems that It's that little seed that's planted. And from there, it just grows and grows and grows. So that's kind of where those things happen. Um, if it's a traumatic event such as divorce or bankruptcy or loss, I've had all of that. That could be why I stem a little more the basic need insecurity, even though my track record shows I'll always be fine. There's still that little seed planted there because I've had those hardships in my life. Um, Other things where, like again, in a social insecurity setting, did someone laugh at you, ignore you, walk away from you, make you feel dumb? Again, that little tiny feeling that seed is planted. And it could start at a young age. It could start in kindergarten, at the playground, anywhere. And that little bit, you'll you'll turn it into a belief that I'm not good in a social setting. You'll make it a part of your literally rules of who you are in the core of your being. And then you'll look for signs all the time to prove it's true. That's how beliefs rule our lives, unfortunately. And if they're negative ones, do whatever you can to get rid of it uproot that weed and plant it with a better substance of a flower of some positive thought instead it would change your life as i'm going and snaking through this wonderful topic i want to encourage you to get some type of therapy some type of coaching some type of healing there's so many options out there i am living proof of so much healing lord jesus thank you thank you thank you for every mentor i've ever had gosh, there's so many of them. And it was always the right timing in my life that someone would come in and help me with one particular area, whether it was business, relationships, personal self-esteem, motherhood, you name it. It's like God just was like, you're ready. Here's this next person. They're going to help you with this area in your life now. I wouldn't be who I am today without these wonderful souls. You can't tackle this on your own. You can't just listen to a podcast and be all better tomorrow. You can't just pick up one book and be fine. You need someone to watch you, be in the trenches with you, seeing your signs, your your patterns, your behaviors, and calling you out on the stuff you don't see. Coaches, um, life coaches, healers, they, therapists, teachers, whatever that you, whatever label you want to give them, mentors, they'll see your blind spots that you don't see. And trust me, we've all got them. And it's so important to have someone on that outside perspective that's rooting for you a non-biased unbiased personality in your life that's rooting for you get them involved in your life it's 100 percent worth it i wish everyone would glamorize mental health and self-help and personal development like they do going to the gym every day i wish people would start posting i went and saw my therapist today high five like they do i went to the gym it was leg day high five let's glamorize it let's make it cool Let's make it awesome. I've done so many interviews on this and was interviewed in a magazine recently, Authority Magazine, and that was my hot button. I want to glamorize it because it is so important. It's 100% a piece of who you get to be every day. It's a part of you. Whether You need food, water, therapy, the gym, exercise, fresh air, all the things, a roof over your head, and a therapist. You just need it. You just need it. I cannot recommend it enough. So look at where your insecurity and anxiety came from. It can result from your environment growing up. Maybe there was unpredictability there, um, something that caused anxiety and insecurity. Just about your ordinary routine events, something triggered you, whether it was a parent that wasn't stable, had mental health issues maybe, or addictions. You know, unfortunately, that's a big big problem in how a child is raised and can cause a huge ripple effect of issues in their adult life um <clears throat> i'm sure my daughter to this again i'm just picking on her today i guess has has when she was younger right after our divorce she was four when we got our divorce so she had this okay my life just got unraveled not only did we move all the way from michigan to vegas but now my parents live in two separate homes and I'm grateful I made the choice to follow her dad to Las Vegas because it would have been even worse for her to be separated from him at that age as well. They did get separated later. That was on him though. He chose to move back to Michigan when she was nine. So interestingly enough, she had some abandonment challenges there and we're working through that and we worked through it with a life coach, helped her with some fear and anxiety she had around people leaving her. And that's, that's, she's on the other side of that does she still feel the hurt and pain of dad leaving yes is it as traumatic as it was when she was in you know elementary school no she oh it was it was painful to watch as a mom when you're like i'm not the one that left but here i am holding the pieces all the broken pieces how do i fix this how do i glue them back together horrible space to be in horrible so let's go a little bit deeper on insecurity and what it's doing to your life. You know, like do we even know the ripple effect of insecurity? I'm trying to create some awareness today because when I was at my most insecure space, I don't think I saw it all. I don't think I saw all the signs or recognized it. We have that self-awareness blind spot where we just don't understand why people are treating us a certain way and not reacting to what we want them to do not even seen as an insecurity but just seen as a way to try to relieve any pain or anxiety that you're feeling in the moment and you don't even realize your own insecurities pushing people away you will lose relationships you will have so many signs <clears throat> um people will start to want to not not want to be around you they can feel your insecurity especially in a social setting if you're very insecure you are kryptonite to people they feel you they feel you. Okay. You don't have to be an empath to pick up on that energy. And I feel it a hundred times over. I can feel when someone's clingy or needier or, or super insecure or overthinking. I can feel their brain literally in overdrive, just overthinking all the aspects of life. Um, it's painful. And it's, it's sad. It's very sad. But even when I was in my most insecure state, I didn't know. I don't think I, I don't think I really knew just how bad it was. So I'm, I'm reaching out to you, holding your hand today and just going to nudge you with some of these, these little, little signs that maybe you're insecure in general, you know, whether it's about a relationship, your career, self-esteem, social interactions, whatever that looks like body image, but are these some things you do? So signs of insecurity are neediness. I can't do anything by myself. I'm codependent. I need somebody to be with me all the time. I can't run an errand uh, without my friend or my daughter or my boyfriend or someone, my mom, whoever that is. I have to have someone by me all the time. That's a sign of insecurity. Now I'll use, again, since I'm picking on my daughter this this episode, I'm just going to keep using her all throughout this episode. I took her to the dentist yesterday. I don't know why she needs mom at the dentist. She's 19 years old. And two days in a row, because one was an orthodontist checkup and the other one was your typical cleaning before we get ready to move to Michigan. We wanted to kind of, you know, just tidy up some things. And why does mom have to be there? She's like, well, I like the conversation. You keep me entertained, keep me company while I'm sitting in the chair. You're 19 years old. You don't need your mommy, you know, like, but I understand She, we do. We get along really good and we bounce off of each other's energy and personality very well. Um, We're we're at that stage now where it's like in that mother-daughter friendship stage. And is that a sign of neediness or is she insecure? Does Does she think she can't handle going to the dentist by herself? Is she afraid of the questions they might ask her? Have I enabled her as a mother to not stand on her own two feet? I don't think so. That girl manages a crazy busy retail store full of every kind of personality walking in and out of the door, the complaints, making quick decisions, she's hiring a team and training them in sales. She's quick on her feet. I don't think she can, she's scared of the dentist. So, you know, it's just something to look for. Um, are you the type that's always fishing for compliments? That's a sign of insecurity. Do you need, need validation from others all the time? Are you afraid to even leave the house without getting, do I look okay? questions answered should i wear these shoes with this outfit does this look make me look fat don't ask that to anybody ever you know you know the truth you looked in the mirror don't do that and don't do it to your spouse or your partner whatever that looks like don't do that don't put people in the spot like that um all that matters really at the end of the day is how you feel walking out the door not what people think anyway just my two cents so they can say you look great but you feel dumb and stupid and bloated and you're like this is too tight and this right here makes me feel weird and i don't even like this color then you don't really want someone's response do you you want your you want to go with your gut instincts on that one so are you fishing for compliments on social media are you constantly posting a, a selfie every five minutes just non-stop now i'm i'm a fan of selfies that's what gets attraction if i have a post and i want to say something if i use an image like a moving truck, hey, we're moving. It doesn't get at hardly any. <laughs> no one wants to look at a moving van. They want to connect with people. So, a selfie, a face, face is what gets people to stop. Then they read your post sometimes, unless they're men. No offense, men, but you guys don't read often. You're just very visual. You're like right into the picture. Nice shirt. I like that color. Your eyes are pretty. I'm talking about the horrible day that I had. Nothing about that. So, that's just a sign, guys. We're on to you. We know you're not reading. So, I totally digress. Are you fishing for compliments? Are you putting stuff out there nonstop? And there's, I, I'm a social media junkie. That's how you get engagement. That's how you get people to buy your, your business. Your That's how you get clients. That's how you get sponsors for your podcast. That's how you get people to buy your books and all the fun stuff out there that us public figures do and personalities do. So I'm down with it. It's engagement. But is this like a four or five posts a day kind of thing? And are you, checking in every five minutes to see if anybody responded or clicked like god forbid that's if you're fishing for compliments you're looking for outside validation that's a sign of insecurity you know you don't need outside validation when you've grown into the person that has the inner validation when you are listening to your inner voice when you and god have conversations that validate who you are every day you know your worth with or without social media with or without outside validation that's a sign of security. So look at y'all, you see your communication patterns. Do you text too much? Do you not wait for a response? Are you the type that you'll send a message to a friend and then you check checking your phone and check your phone and check your phone and your phone? why haven't they responding? Why haven't they responded? Why aren't they responding? I'm going to text them again. Maybe they didn't, maybe they're busy. Hey, so I was wondering again, like, are you free tomorrow? Hi, are you free tomorrow? Um, me again, are you free tomorrow? If they didn't respond, there's a reason, chill. And in fact, you texting too much, you just did the opposite, you pushed them away. Now they're feeling the neediness and they might've been contemplating connecting with you the next day, but you just pushed them away because now you're coming across needy, anxious. That energy's repellent, it's kryptonite. For relationships. It doesn't pull people towards you. It pushes them away. And I'm trying to keep you from doing that in your life. I want you to have great quality relationships in all areas of your life. That's why I do this podcast, relationship with yourself, relationship with business partners, relationship in your career, your, your love life, your children, your family, all the things. Don't push people away. We know you love us. Don't do it. And the worst one is, this is my pet peeve, is when someone sends me a question and I'm still contemplating my answer because I'm a processor. That's what I do. I strategize and process and think things over because I have to see the whole picture before it's a yes or no. And they don't wait for your response. Instead, they send a question mark all across text or instant messenger or whatever. I'm like, really? I had a guy do that. And again, I'm going to digress a little bit here. but many of you know, I'm in the middle of a move. I've got tons of furniture on Facebook marketing place. I have only a, a few things left that are come. People are coming to pick up this weekend. Praise the Lord. Cause the moving van comes in four days from the day that I'm recording this, which is August 18th. And he kept asking about the barbecue grill I have, but yet yeah, I'm too far away. But then he started to strike up conversation with me. I'm like, Oh Lord, here we go. We're not gonna be friends, guys. You either want it or not. In or out, that's my personality. In or out, don't block the doorway. And he asked a question and I didn't respond right away because it's somebody else looking at it. And then he came back with just the question mark. I'm like, really, I'm getting this from a stranger too? This is pathetic. That doesn't get a response, guys. You're gonna push people away. You're gonna piss them off. Don't do that. Unless it's something super important, then, then call. You know, like if you're waiting on someone, you're like, hey, I'm outside What's the gate code. I'm still stuck here. Like that's a common thing here in Las Vegas. I need the gate code or even in New York or let buzz me in. Hello. And then you're sitting there forever. And you're like, hello. Yeah, maybe your friend is busy with, you know, guests or whatever. You're going to a party and that's happened to me so many times. Call them quick. Hey, it's me. I'm stuck outside. Help. You know, or it's pouring. What can I do? that's different guys it's not an emergency but if this is your texting pattern knock it off learn a new pattern first step be aware step two break the pattern step three find a new pattern learn some patience wait for the response you're going to get the response you want by not coming across needy the more you push the more you're pushing them away it's like trying to chase that beach ball in a in a on in the ocean or in a pool and you're Swimming towards it, and your waves are creating it to go further away from you. Have you ever done that? It's the same vibe, y'all. Same vibe, same vibe. You're shoving it with your waves of energy, pushing it away, and it's floating further and further away from you instead of just chilling, letting it kind of roll back towards you. Okay, same kind of really, same with relationships, same with your energy. Are you an overthinker? Are you always anxious? And you'll know you are because you're second-guess yourself all the time. I really want to go to the mall tomorrow, but yeah, do I really want to drive? Then I have to stop and get gas. And then maybe, oh, that's right. I have that other errand I'm supposed to do. Oh, maybe, oh gosh, maybe I won't go to the mall. I mean, it's just the, all the anxiety around one little thing, like running an errand. So much anxiety. Like I can call myself out on this one today. I wanted to go get a pedicure. It started to look like it was gonna storm. I'd already run some errands today. I just kind of wanted to stay inside and enjoy the rain, which we don't get very often here in Las Vegas. Here comes the pretty thunder. I think I'm gonna curl up and enjoy this instead of going out again today. So I talked myself out of a pedicure. Hey, look at my options, pedicure, or curl up and look at a thunderstorm. Either way I win, right? So, you know, it wasn't a a dire need. It wasn't like we're out of milk. I have to run to the store kind of thing. Watch your anxiety level. Do you have poor decision-making skills? Do you need everyone else to be a part of your decision-making? Is it, should I buy these boots? Should I buy these boots? And you sent four texts to friends. Should I buy these boots? That's a red flag. You are not secure in your decision-making process. You've somehow along the way lost faith in yourself that you can make good choices. And if financial issues is yours, that's what you get to talk about with your therapist if that's where you're like i'm not good with money i'm not good with money if that's the story you keep telling yourself you're going to keep proving it over and over again with your thoughts actions and beliefs so going deeper with that with your therapist is going to be how can i be better i'm learning with money i can trust myself with money i make good choices with money start with a self-talk and change that up i don't need these boots right now i have five new pairs at home i haven't even taken out of the box You know, this is just an example, poor decision-making skills. If you don't trust yourself, get an advisor. Like I need a financial advisor. That stuff overwhelms me. Stock options and things like that. I'm super insecure because of the lack of knowledge. If you're lacking knowledge in an area and you have poor decision-making skills because of that, that's a different topic for another day. I highly encourage you get that outside source. Hire that expert to help you. But if you're bugging your mom, you're bugging your sister, you're bugging your friends, bugging your boyfriend over something silly because you can't decide, or you're just that type that's staring at a menu for 20 minutes because you can't even decide what to order, that's a sign of insecurity. At some point, you are insecure with your choices. Did you order the wrong thing and then you were stuck with some food you didn't like or a drink you didn't like? You know, it's like something inside of you is saying, I don't trust myself. Go deep with that with your therapist, just some trigger points. Again, my job as a podcast host is to give awareness a few tools, but point you towards the experts for the big stuff. That's not my job. I'm not a licensed therapist. I really, really, really want you to have successful relationships. So that ripple effect of insecurity, I mentioned how you're going to push people away you can you know you'll push them away with jealousy possessiveness any lack of trust all the insecure stuff that shows up in relationships you'll start to push that man away or your partner away Um, sometimes that connection between insecurity and imposter syndrome in a professional setting could cost you from getting that promotion or worse lose the job altogether so jump in you'll figure it out as you go. That little nudge of courage, find it deep down inside of you. Remind yourself, Oh yeah, I took a chance at this one time and it worked out. Jump forward and keep jumping forward to prove yourself over and over again that you can do this. Can you do this? Yes, you can. I believe in you. So can inner security be learned? Is this, are, are people just born secure? Cause I believe that's a myth that just some people are inherently more secure than others. I mean, it's just more, again, I, I love YouTube for a lot of psychology and expert advice, and just how where inner, inner um, security comes from, where the insecurity comes from, where it develops, how to go further. I would highly recommend exploring that too if you wanna go deeper there to figure out where it came from, because sometimes we have to find out where that seed was planted to the weed in our life. So we can, again, uproot it, plant a flower in its place. So it's just kind of, again, sometimes, and this is what works for me, insecurity is squashed when you do something you're really good at. Where are you super secure? If you're feeling that insecurity, go do something you're great at. Maybe you're really good at a certain sport. Or say say it's a game of tennis and you just had a bad day at work and you just felt like, you know what? I'm just not putting myself out there enough. I know I could do better. I'm going to go play a game of tennis, call up a girlfriend, go play tennis. But I feel amazing when I play tennis. I feel powerful, unstoppable. Sometimes we have to really turn the volume up high on that secure area in our life to remind us what we're capable of. I can excel in tennis. I can excel in the workplace too. If I can excel in my relationships with my my family, I can excel with my relationships with a boyfriend. If I can master motherhood, I know I can dominate the workplace. You know, like just see how that shifts and goes around. So look within, where am I feeling super secure? Where do I have a ton of knowledge and experience? Where can I demonstrate that, display that, showcase that? There's something about writing a book and I'm going to encourage anyone that's got even a little bit of, I need to get out there. I've got a tool and I've got something inside of me, a gift inside of me, whether it's tools and techniques or something, a, a message to share. I want to highly encourage you to get that book out there. Writing a book, becoming an author is so much more easier than it's ever been. Becoming a podcast host, YouTuber, whatever it is. There's something about sharing what you know and experience and putting it out there that will make that insecurity in another area of your life almost mute it. It fades to the background as soon as you feel super solid in another area in your life. And it helps, again, just kind of imagine all these insecurities as little flotation devices, and some of them are sinking and some of them are rising to the top. The areas where you're super secure are rising to the top. How can we get all of those little buoys that are flowing? floating out on the water to rise to the top by, of course, showcasing that security within you. I had, you know, back in 2009, one of the worst years of my life, one of, and I hope there's never any more like that, to be honest. That's a a year I never want to relive ever. Thank you. Lord. are you listening? Yes, please. Never. Let's not repeat that one. I think I learned all the lessons I needed to learn super you know like super big financial distress moving divorce leaving all my foundation i moved from michigan leave my family my church everything i had friends all the security i could have had financially you know in my marriage multiple we owned multiple homes we had 10 acres of property in my hometown we're going to build on it i left all of that Because at the end of the day, it's just stuff. But it was also during a very traumatic financial crisis in the country. 2008, 2009 was when the housing market crashed. So I had all the insecurities that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Like traumatic stuff of, well, I have a roof over my head. I don't even have a support group around me anymore. I don't know anyone here in Las Vegas. The only person I had met so far was my hair hairstylist, the girl that did my pedicure and the guy that signed me up for my gym membership, which ironically, those two, two out of those three became friends of mine. (laughs) You do what you can, you know, that the guy that signed me up for my gym membership to this day reaches out on social media. Unfortunately, the lady that did my hair, she passed away from stomach cancer at age 41 quite a few years ago, 2013 to be exact. So those people are important to you. They're important. You start to create that, that security around you again, a support system, but Long story short there, I was super insecure and I hadn't been. I didn't have that insecurity before. I never worried about the the roof over my head. I knew I was going to be okay. I had roommates in the past. Maybe that was why. And I always, I never lived on my own. So now I'm in Vegas with a four-year-old daughter I'm responsible for and an ex-husband that lives, you know, not too far away, but he wasn't much help either. In fact, he was in a worse state of mind than me. So. Sometimes it's those traumatic events that happen all at once. You know, again, the foundation was ripped out from under me, left me very vulnerable. The job market was a nightmare. Nothing out there. Nothing. Businesses just closing right and left. Houses for in foreclosure every two feet. It was scary. So I have a little bit of an, not a little bit, a lot, insecurity in that area. That one's my kind of a trigger point. When you've already gone through a traumatic event, there's a lot in you that's like, what's gonna keep it from happening again it happened once before but it doesn't have to it doesn't have to i've i've proven to myself since then and that was almost 15 years ago that we're fine i'm gonna be okay i'm a money-making machine i can create income and opportunity everywhere i go just by being me you know and god has me always in his hands at that time i was running away from god too So there's a difference there. Now I'm obedient, walking with Christ every day. And that security of the Lord having your back is priceless. It's worth it. I say this in every episode. Your relationship with Christ is number one. Nothing else can match it. No one else can replace it. Finding your security in Jesus is going to trump every other therapist act and suggestion out there. I still want you to get a therapist, but get a Christian one if you can. Because the the relationship you have with the Lord just trumps any other relationship out there. He never leaves our side. He loves us unconditionally. And he's always there. He's just one breath away, one conversation away. So as we come to an end of today's episode, I would just kind of want to remind you guys that insecurity is a universal human experience. There's not one of us that's that doesn't have it. And it's okay to acknowledge our vulnerabilities. In fact, it makes us closer to each other. And it's a part of our journey towards growth. We've got to recognize these signs, right? Implement the strategies we've discussed, you know, just kind of pave that way for greater self-acceptance and healthier relationships. And I want you to have a more fulfilling life. So thank you for joining me on this exploration of insecurity and its profound impact on our lives. And remember, change is possible and cultivating inner security is a journey worth embarking on. And if you found this episode insightful, don't hesitate to share it with others who might benefit. Until next time, big hugs, big love. See you on the next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode.